On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I break down a solid win from the 76ers over the Orlando Magic on Friday night. A lot of good things to discuss. We'll break it all down next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. What's up, D? What's happening, man? What's going on? It's a little Saturday here for us after a Sixers win. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. (laughs) It was a good win, though. Hey, we talked about it on the episode on Friday that they needed to get this win. They did, and they showed some really good things. Before we get started, we want to welcome everybody to Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and my partner from the Inquirer.com, Sixers beat writer Keith Pompey. And thank you all for making Locked On 76ers your first listen Every day, and remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76. We appreciate it as always, Keith. A big win uh, again over the Orlando Magic to start off this two game series uh, this weekend in Orlando 107 99, game two of this three game road trip. They're going to be on the road for quite a bit. They need to take advantage of these types of games against teams that they should win these games against. And now, 10 and 9 after this game. As we mentioned, 107-99, leading score, Shake Milton, double-double with 24 points, 10 assists, and one rebound, Keith, away from a triple-double. His first double-double would have been his first triple-double. The game high was also tied with Orlando's Franz Wagner uh, from the Orlando Magic. Tobias Harris with 23, five players in double figures. George Niang continues to shine off the bench. What stood out to you in this one against this athletic, talented, long, versatile roster of the Orlando Magic. I mean, the thing that really stood out to me was how they were able to uh, adjust in the second half. It was one of those things they looked at them and, you know, as Tobias Harris said, it took us a quarter or a half to realize that they had seven footers on their team. So basically what they did is, um, you know, in the first half, they had 32 points in the paint. In the second half, they only had 16. And I'm talking about the Orlando Magic. And what they did is the Sixers did a lot of team rebounding, so to speak, where they had their bigs just kind of push them out of the way, box them out, do whatever, and leave it up to the guards to get get the boards and go the other way with it. So to me, that's the thing that really stood out because, like, even in the first quarter, they had 18 uh, points in the paint. And then, you know, they had 32 at the half, but they only had 16 in the entire second half. So I felt like that was a good, a good, a good thing that, that happened. It was something that I noticed also because in the very beginning, uh Bull Bull was just living in front of the rim. Uh, everything that he got, he used his length and all and was able to get those buckets right there mm-hmm. in the paint in front of the rim with no resistance. And it was really evident because we know that it's going to be that way with no Joel Embiid, but where's the fight? Uh, where is that? 
uh, when you're going against these teams that you know that's what they can do and do very well. The teams, the point guard was throwing up the 50-50 ball to allow him to make it to play at the top, just kind of like football, going up there at his apex and getting the basketball, keeping the ball high, not bringing it down, Keith, and, and finishing the play. And, and that's exactly what they did early on in that first quarter, but they made their adjustments and they made that collective effort to make sure they put the bodies on those guys. They may be long and they may be athletic, but they're not really wide. And when you do have Montrez Harrell, PJ Tucker, and Tobias Harris, you would believe that those guys are able to, as veterans, especially just simple basketball, put the body, put a body on a man and don't let them get to the <coughs> basketball. That's what they did. And you saw, uh, again, Shake Milton with nine rebounds. DeAnthony Melton, pardon me, we already know uh, his ability to rebound with four rebounds himself. Uh, Paul, Paul Reed with six and seven in total uh, off the bench. Cork Miles with two. Niang House, one each. Tobias Harris, 10, five for, for P.J. Tucker. They collectively grabbed those rebounds, and they were plus 12 on that on that end of the floor. Well, pardon me, in that category, not necessarily on the end of the floor because they were 13 to 9 on the offensive rebounds also, but a plus 8 defensively, 34-26. They did a really good job of making sure that they protected themselves that way where they did not give up those big second-chance opportunities. They did win in that category 19-17, to 17, Orlando did, but the Sixers did a solid job of putting a body on a man and collectively team rebounding tonight, last night. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so uh, that was that was a, a great part of the game, uh, in my opinion, too. I thought the defense was really good after they settled down to your point, Keith, because with uh, Banchero, Bancaro, pardon me, getting some stuff going early, as we mentioned, Bull Bull having his success, and, and also Franz Wagner, who was a talented player in his own right, they had some really good looks early on, and they made those baskets, and they made it tough on the 76ers uh, to really get into a really good rhythm up by five there in the first quarter. Second quarter, Sixers won that one by one, but it was really that third quarter, Keith, where they won that one by 10 points, being able to take advantage of that third quarter all on its own, where they won that one 30 to 20, shooting 50% from the floor, getting to the three-point line, making four uh, of their 11 attempts, four for six from the foul line, on the glass, 12 to nine, and uh, only turning the ball over two times, leading to five points. So those things made a difference. They were plus three and made field goals in that third quarter, plus the plus uh, two of those being three-pointers over the Orlando Magic in that category, which really helped to separate themselves, the plus two at, at the foul line in that third quarter, really, really helped out in that way. They limited Bowl Bowl, played 12 minutes, to only two points. Bancaro, six points. Five for Wagner, none for Bamba, zero for Suggs, seven for Gary Harris off the bench, but three other players played. Hampton, Houston, and and, and Wagner, Martz, Mo Wagner, uh, uh, Francis' older brother. And they didn't get anything going, really. So I thought the Sixers really turned things around in the third quarter, to your point with the rebounding, 12 to nine, four offensive, eight on the, on the defensive side. That third quarter was big, Keith. Yeah, it was big. I mean, but like again, it was just basically the rebounding and the defense. You know, um, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was it was kind of like the adjustments that they made because, like you said, like a lot of that the shots that they were. I mean, I don't think that Orlando is a good shooting team, but I do think that they, with their height advantage, if you let them get in the paint, 
they're going to get easy buckets. What the Sixers did is they took them out of their comfort zone. And that's why they were shooting a lot. Yeah. Great job by them in that regard. And Keith, we need to talk about Shake Milton. He was phenomenal. And he has been really good these last few games since he's gotten consistent minutes. We talk about Shake Milton on the other side. Look ahead to Orlando on Sunday for game number two before returning home to take on the Atlanta Hawks. We'll tap into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about let's talk about um, unblock. Where thing that unblock is is, uh, is Express VPN, but I call it unblock. Right, unblock twenty twenty. So we all know about Express VPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But here is something you might not know: you can also use Express VPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Maybe if you run out of stuff to watch on Netflix, this will change your world, right? ExpressVPN allows you to bring the office to UK Netflix. It's so simple to do. Just sign into Netflix, fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. Sounds like a lot, right? But look, all you have to do is do the call of action. So if you want to get the access to hundreds of new movie shows, go to expressvpn.com slash locked on right now, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash locked on. ExpressVPN dot com slash locked on to learn more. Thanks for making Locked On 76 is your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights. Only Locked On can provide Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Keith talked about it in the first segment. Shake Milton has been on a pretty good run right now uh, for this basketball team with what he has been able to do over the course of the stretch that he's been getting consistent minutes, starting with James Harden missing time and him having to step into a uh, much bigger role than the Tobias Harris part uh, of what he, um, pardon me, over the Tyrese Maxey part where he had to miss games. And now Shake Milton has really stepped in uh, to play. He started three games and he has averaged, he's played 14 games, started three, averaging 8.5 during that time. But over the last um, few games, Keith, where he has really been able to get some consistent minutes dating back to the Milwaukee win, they're three and two uh, in these games. They played 31 minutes in the Milwaukee win, 15.6 assists. The Minnesota lost by three, 27 points, six rebounds, two assists. 16 points in the Brooklyn win with six rebounds, five assists. 22 against Charlotte on Wednesday with nine assists, seven rebounds, and 24 last night in the victory over Orlando. Uh, 10 assists, nine rebounds out there on the floor, Keith. And he turned the ball over four times in these last two, six against Minnesota and that loss. Uh, but it hasn't been awful with his turnovers. The point of it is 
he has been playing really good since they've asked him to step in uh, to a much larger role right now for this basketball team. So um, he has been tremendous. Just one rebound shot of this triple-double. What do you see as the difference uh, for him that he's been able to have so much success? I think he's been uh, more of a better passer. And, not, you know, it seems like the game has slowed down to him. And the funny part is, like, you know, he, he, yesterday was his fourth start, right? So he's averaging 22.2 points, 6.5 assists, and seven rebounds in those four starts. Now, the funny, like, when you talk to Doc, you know, Doc is saying that he's finding his flow. You know, he's doing a better time of running the team. He's always been known as a, a, a good scorer on the floor. But over these last, you know, many games, it has been, you know, Doc is saying he is really showing his old arsenal on the offensive end and now he could get to the spots and raise up and shoot and create plays. So, you know, before we all knew that Shake could come in and get buckets, but now he's saying, showing that, you know, he can lead a team a little bit. Now, again, some of the competition is going to get tougher and we'll get a better idea. But I'm here to say Shake wasn't able to do this stuff that he's doing right now last year, you know, regardless of who was in front of him. So, you know, again, we'll, we'll learn more. But at the same time, the stuff that he's doing has been promising and phenomenal. It really has, man. And the one thing that stood out to me, to be perfectly honest with you, we knew he can score. And as you said, the passing is a big part of it. Uh, he has a, uh, the wingspan to get in there and get his, you know, get his hands dirty and get those rebounds like we're seeing. But I've also been impressed, Keith, with his defense, not just necessarily on the ball, because guys are going to take take advantage of him because he's not the best defender. He doesn't move his feet quickly enough uh, to beat guys to their spots and all. Uh, it's more about the the angles and um, his attention to detail and digging in uh, on these defensive assignments that he now has. But it was also you, you saw this also since you were in the building on Friday night. You saw the block shot that he had on Franz Wagner in the first quarter. <laughs> he blocked the shot. 6'10 guy straight up uh, blocked the shot from from behind the three point line and also was able to get out into the open floor, lead a break, turn into a secondary break. The Anthony Melton knocks down the three pointer. That was off of his defensive presence. There was another play in the second half where an offensive player from the Magic, pardon me, a defensive rebound for the Orlando Magic. They got the ball turned, getting ready to, to head the other way uh, as if they were going to start their own, you know, transition going the other, other way, uh, other end of the floor. And Milton didn't give up on the play, knocked the ball out of the player's hands, loose ball, and he doesn't eventually get it. The Magic do. But as you know, when the ball changes already in possession, the shot clock begins to start to go down because you have possession of the basketball. He disrupted that right away and didn't make it easy for them to get up to court. And now they have to scramble. And while he had to scramble to get back, they also had to scramble to get into their offensive action because he disrupted things. I don't remember seeing that from him in the past. Even when he started back in 2019-20 and then had the success against the Clippers, then went into the bubble as a starting point guard when Ben Simmons went down. His defense was always lacking because it didn't seem – he was just always looked like he was lost and he got beat off the dribble. Not a lot of resistance, not a lot of effort in stopping the offensive player. That's what it always looked like to me. Really good offensive player, still trying to find his way, but defensively, not much there. Starting to see a little bit differently now uh, with him, with these consistent minutes that he's really getting. So 
while we are seeing the points in those 22 points that you're saying on average and the assists, the rebounding is going with it. And he's at least giving the effort defensively. And I wonder how contagious that is too, Keith, when you're out there with someone like DeAnthony Melton, who was just. Nah, it ain't that. I don't <laughs> think it's that. You know what I think it is? I think it is, if you ain't doing it, you ain't playing. That's, you know that's what? what it is. In this particular case, he's going to be the only one playing because they don't have anybody else to play. In the no, I'm, but what I'm saying, what what I'm saying is, I mean, what I mean by that is nothing against the Anthony Melton and all that. But I'm thinking like, you got to realize, Shake was getting no burn, none. Yeah, of course, he was zero and zero, and it got to a point where I think that like they were talking about Jaden Springer being this defender these other people. And I think Shake realized that he was in the doghouse last year because he couldn't run an offense and he couldn't defend. So it's like, you, you're not getting burned. I think like, it was like, like you said, it's a conscious effort to follow you up though. For what you're saying is you see Shake a lot of times during games and before the game, sitting down talking to coaches about defense mm-hmm. and how he should, where he gets. So you know, you, we can say it rubs off, but I but I also think defense is more is want to. Oh, like, how are you going to do it? You know, of course. And and I think he was a guy, and well, I don't think he because he said it. He's a guy that always was known for just getting buckets. You know, what I mean, doing stuff like that. So he had to buy into it a little bit. But he looks phenomenal, man, on both sides of the ball. He's he's really in a really good groove right now uh, with his basketball team. If he can keep this up, uh, things will be pretty good for him. Once everyone else comes back, then um, they'll have to 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 this point before we get to the Magic game two and uh, we get ready to get out of here. You have talked about them wanting a backup point guard with the things that he is showing when Harden and Maxi come back. Do you see him? as that piece that you were talking about, or do you still need another part to come in? I, I have to see a little bit more of it. I mean, I know he's been playing well, but you know, um, I just need to see more because right now, like I do, exp- he's playing well, but we're talking about one was Charlotte, the other one was um, Orlando, the last two games. So I, I would like to see what he can do against better teams. You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. He's playing well. He's not doing anything wrong, but I just need to be a bigger, see a larger sample size. Okay. You got it, man. We come back. We'll talk about game two against the Orlando Magic on Sunday, 6 o'clock start time. And let me share with you all uh, about Sweat Block. It was, it's a new a uh, company that's out there that, uh, you know, trying to help everybody out who has had some embarrassing sweat issues and some embarrassing sweat stories, not only for yourself, but maybe for your family where you've been outside. And sure, it's hot. We all sweat. But then there are the ones who sweat a little bit more than others. And it can it can become an embarrassing thing. And you don't want to walk around with a, a face cloth or a washcloth, whatever you want to call it, or a mini hand towel just to kind of dab your forehead or wipe your face and your neck, whatever, uh, because it it is an embarrassing thing and then it can get a little bit uncomfortable. Well, sweat block is for you and you and you or him or her, whoever it might be that you may feel that you want to look out for and don't have to deal with that any longer. Sweat block 
now has these wipes. They've been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 10,000 five-star reviews. There have been this hidden gem on Amazon that not many people have been experiencing. Sure, the 10 years and over 10,000 five-star reviews, but it needs to be spread a little bit more for others to take advantage of these wipes. Don't miss the opportunity to try sweat block. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try sweat block. Uh, save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon, wherever you want to, you know, check in and get on there and get the sweat block wipes. So good luck with everybody. Hope it all works out for you. I worked out for the 76ers on Friday night. Will it work out for them again on Sunday? Uh, keep same same people. It was uh, good to see Paolo Bancaro out there. Just want to see guys healthy and playing. Didn't realize Wendell Carter Jr. was going to be out for this game. He was out, did not play. Mobamba started. Bol Bol started. Franz Wagner. They had a big lineup out there. But as you talked about, they rebounded as a team on Friday night. What would you like to see continue? And uh, what do they need to do to make sure that they sweep this series against this team that they are better than? Well, the thing is, like, the, the biggest thing is you notice when they played these two teams is, like, they, uh, Orlando's going to come out with some crazy adjustments, and we're going to see that. I mean, they may try to um, jump, attack, shake, and they may try to do a couple other things. So, to me, I just got to figure out how are they going to still try to get to keep this team out of the paint. Because they're going to start blitzing people. You know what I mean? They are. Like, I can see it. What they're going to try to do is take Shake out of his game. Now, this is also going to be a big moment for Shake because then he's going to show if he can continue to do this two nights in a row when teams change their scouting reports. But outside of that, it's more like I'm really concerned about, not concerned, but I'm intrigued to see what type of adjustments that Orlando does. Because right now the Sixers are looking at it like, yeah, you know, we went up against that towering team, which is the third tallest starting lineup in NBA history. So they went up against them and they got the win. It was gritty, but they gutted it out. But I kind of think the losing team, or I don't kind of think, I know the losing team, and you know this too, they tend to get more motivated than the other team when it's a rematch, you know? So we'll see. We'll see. I just think they need to continue to do what they did, uh, make sure that uh, they rebound, number one, keep the turnovers low to a minimum yeah. like we always talk about, and be ready for those adjustments, as you mentioned. What's the counter that's going to be when Orlando brings their adjustments? What is the counter going to be from the coaching staff of the 76ers to make sure things don't get out of hand on, on Sunday? So it's a different start time at 6 o'clock. You know, guys are creatures of habits. It's both of them, both teams. Six o'clock start time is not a usual start time. So we'll see how they get off in that first quarter uh, with things. Uh, also, if they do take Shake Milton away, I wonder if it's more of a DeAnthony Melton better game points-wise than what we saw on Friday night. Uh, Shake, his his production may go down. Will DeAnthony Melton's production go up? And it wasn't a bad game at all because he still finished – with 13 points, but he shot five for 14, three for nine, hit some big shots early, uh, played 37 minutes, had four steals. So the impact was still there. 
I, I just wonder if if Shake has an off night or not as much of an impact in terms of that scoring goes four for seven from three, seven for 13 with six free throws, which was the team high, if Melton has a better performance there for the 76ers in that regard. So it should be a fun one, as you mentioned. And these are always interesting when you play these teams back-to-back because you get a good feel for them, but there are some adjustments to be made. And the one other part before we step away, Keith, is I – I noticed how the Sixers played their zone to also try to disrupt things with the shooting of the Orlando Magic. Would that bother? Would they incorporate that a little bit more or pick their spots and have that uh, as a disruptive defense against the Orlando Magic on Sunday? So interesting to see. Just as the as the adjustments will be made for the Orlando Magic, what adjustments will be made for the Sixers and what kind of counters will they have to respond to those of the Orlando Magic? But look, it's always fun, man. Uh, appreciate you joining us. Of course, from Orlando, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 is your first listen. For your next, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. That's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Yeah, wherever you can get your podcast, make sure you get the podcast. <laughs> make sure you check out our podcast as well. But also you can follow my man D on the Divine Giving Show. Is is uh traditionally was well, is normally from six to ten PM um on ninety seven five FM. I got a little weekend run. Huh? On Sunday before the Eagles game, twelve to three. Um, oh, okay. Pre pregame show. Yeah. Okay. See D getting all that money. Oh, getting wow. all that can a brother borrow a hundred. Uh, <laughs> look, but, let you borrow 100. but then also you can follow D on Twitter at Divine G975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers and you can read my stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer, inquire.com. Well, Keith, enjoy your time out there in Orlando. Um, at least you have some warm weather. It was really windy here, really windy, yeah. chilly. Yeah. yeah, so enjoy it, man. And I'm going to burn up tonight walking back to the hotel. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> all right. Take your jacket off. That's all. Take yeah, your jacket I may off. have to. Loosen up the tie, roll the sleeves. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to before. I, they think I'm a mark. <laughs> Get them. Get them. <laughs> nah. uh, all right, man. Well, be safe right, out dude. there. Enjoy yourself. And uh, we'll catch up uh, next week for the uh, start right. of the Sixers week. Thanks, man. All right, man. Peace. Have a good weekend, everybody.